When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie, she's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. I regret to inform you that you are dangerously close to college football. That's good news and bad news. Because the bad news is you're not ready. The good news is you're listening to the Internet's only college football podcast. So you're in the right place. If you're listening to any other podcast, it's not a college football podcast. Thanks for clarifying that it's the Internet's only. So, secure business systems that are not that are that are not linked. They might have their own college football podcast. You might have a closed circuit podcast somewhere, but this one, it's the internet's only one. Those yeah, mixtape, <laughs> those mixtape podcasts, man, you got to look out for them. Your local They're- library has a pod- has a college football <laughs> podcast. The intranet. <laughs> you need a VPN to log into other podcasts, but not this one. Thanks, Al Gore. Al Gore made this podcast. I think the uh, the next format for podcasts, the next big one, is definitely the LP. That's it. We're just going to drop them on vinyl. Drop a beat. If you think these, if you think these pipes sound delightful over your current LTE connection streaming through your phone into your automobile or ATV, 
Some of you might be listening to this on an ATV. I hope you are. If so, ride free, brothers and sisters. Subscribe to this podcast and receive 37 five and a quarter inch floppy disks a week, containing (laughs) one episode total. What you what you got on these CDs? Well, I got volumes one and two of uh, Broder Bun's latest hit, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego Remastered, and three episodes of the Shutdown Full Cast. Where in the World is San Diego State? I know! It's in San Diego. Dang it! <laughs> give the shop <laughs> away, dog! The game is for kids to figure out <laughs> geography. Don't just give them the answer. Stolen valor from children. It would be see. Brian's like, yeah, I passed second grade. Well, just why don't wouldn't you go with a harder a harder school? Like, where in the world is Northwestern? Because the name it's not where in the world is Carmen Northwestern. It should be. You know how awful Carmen Northwestern would be. <laughs> She's like, I'm I'm here in in Bogota to report on the conditions affecting the <laughs> Bogota. I don't know the Bogotan problems. Today, shout out to we, Bogota. I'm sorry. I know. Shout out to if, shout out to if, anyone listening to this in Bogota. If bad things are happening there. I'm sorry about them. We're the only we're the only college football podcast that will cover you from Colombia to Colombia to Colombia. Shout out to Don, uh, my our my former uh, ESPN travel partner, who once booked a colleague of mine for the SEC women's softball tournament into the wrong Colombia. You say the wrong Columbia between Missouri and South Carolina? No, 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 no. Hope you're well, Don. It's they- a complex rivalry. So um, before we begin, we do have, speaking of computer games, we do have an audio setting for you. Um, you may either select five children, toddlerish and uh, grade school age, or neighbor's weed whacker which you are currently hearing we can we can we can switch that setting if you like what can the the, can the children sing hauntingly no they scream and run and oh okay they will not do any choreographed activity at all what did the children have for breakfast i don't know i left and came back (laughs) okay so it's possible they've been eating that little cereal made out of pop tarts yeah they they had jelly beans for all i know oh boy oh they make flavor ice the breakfast cereal um I'm guys. I'm I'm an old fashioned girl. I'm a traditionalist. I'm gonna go with bugs. Bugs have gotten us this far. Okay. Bugs, bugs and machines. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 at any time we'd like to change the setting, just let me know. I'll go for a walk. Would bugs. you like to know more? <laughs> yeah. Bugs, the popcorn shrimp of tomorrow. <laughs> wow, dude. Uh, Jason, who are we previewing this week? We, uh, uh, the third conference in our preview series, we have previewed the very famous conference Red and conference Blue Essay, and now it is time for conference Yellow. In case you're just now joining us, we reorganized the up, upper half-ish of FBS into conferences based around jersey colors. Today, guess what, teams who fancy yourself gold? Can we you're call yellow. This, can we you're, call you're, this you're, the Piss 12? Yeah, that's good. That's perfect. There's there's nothing there's nothing to dislike about that. You know, you just gave you just gave you just gave every like low information SEC fan the name for the Pac-12 or the Big 12. That's the fun part about it. Or the Big it. Tw- Oh god. So the schools that Ryan is referring to as piss colored include <laughs> <clears throat> Army, FSU, Georgia Tech, Michigan, Purdue, UCF, 
along with schools who just they they're just, they're just yellow. They Ryan don't go Mandy for the, said the troops had pee pee problems. App State, Cal, Iowa, Mizzou, Toledo, and West Virginia are honest yellow teams. The others <laughs> called themselves gold and or maize. Or they're rich, bitch. Rich people piss too. How do you Prove know? Prove it. Damn. Yeah, I, I, I rich. I know. I have proof because I've seen photo of Spencer it, has is, the P tape. Spencer no. has the P tape. I do. I do. Uh, I do. And I have a picture of David Bowie peeing into a toaster. That's actually a real photo. Is that is that one and the same? Is that the same? The same piece of media? <laughs> it's it's part of my exhibit oh, hey, at Fernbank Children's Museum here in Atlanta, debuting, which is famous people peeing. It's wildly inappropriate, unpopular. Please come see it. I heard this like swell of bug noise behind Jason as you were saying that, and I was like, "Ah, they're yeah, coming the, to claim the us. We deserve arose. that." Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the listeners saying, J- "Get to the fucking content. Stop it." Why? Wait, what on earth? Why would we start getting to the content now? Uh, first of all, Ryan, we call them readers. Sorry, mm. yeah, people readers. listen to this. People listen to this podcast are called readers. Yeah, right. Uh, do we want to start with the actual yellow division or with the uh, fake yellow division? Uh, you decide, Jason. You are the master of ceremonies. So last week we did paper, rock, scissors. Um, that was smooth, efficient, brief, uh, orderly, lean. That was beautiful. Uh, exactly. This time let's do let's do a coin flip. I'll uh, I don't have a coin. I'll flip a Wait. nearest object. I was gonna say I have a lid of a candle. Okay, that works. All right, so the head of the candle is going to say 35-hour burn time, and Tails is uh, the the flip side. We're going to make Tails the piss yellow side because it is kind of like a lid. You could pee into it a very small amount mm-hmm. were you so inclined. All right, who is calling it? Uh, Spencer, call it. All right, you ready? I'm going to call... Heads or tails, it's a coin I'm, flip. I know. You know how it. this works. Actually, wait, time out. I have, I have something to share. Um... This is the first time. No, no, no. Since this is the <laughs> since this is the first time Spencer and I are recording back from vacation, um, I need to tell you guys something that happened on the way back. And we spent several days in the car. Spencer and I spent many days uh, in the car over the course of our interminable partnership. And on the way back, it's you know it's like day four in the car. I'm grumbling. Uh, there's a nine year old mewling in the back seat, and. We're in Virginia, which is the worst state in the nation to drive through. It is 15 hours in any direction to drive through it. It has a 65 mile an hour speed limit and it has state troopers who will ticket you for, I think Godfrey actually got popped for like four over at one point. Uh, but if you go over 80, they'll throw you in jail. It's, it's, it's a terrible place. Don't go there. So we're driving through Virginia and I just kind of grouse out loud about how I miss Tennessee where the speed limits are 70 miles an hour. And unless you are actively murdering someone, Tennessee state troopers will just let you blaze on by. And, you know, he needed killing as a valid defense also. So I'm grousing about how, you know, is, is my beloved, you know, are there any East Coast states that we're driving through? that have a 70 mile an hour speed limit or are we going to be stuck going 65 for the remainder of the trip? It was a dad type grouse, but you know, I was, I was driving on a family trip. It was a dad type situation. And I said, are there any East coast States that are going to give us a 70 mile an hour speed limit? And Spencer goes, Texas. 
And I look at him and I said, Spencer, what do you think East Coast means? And he looks at me and he says, Alabama? And I said, Spencer, coast, the East Coast of America. And he goes, wait, so what would you consider Florida? That's third coast. And I suspected that that the entire like right side of Florida is is the east. It's the end of America. Let's 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 start with a fundamental question, Spencer. What is a coast? No, no, no. We, we're skipping over the the oh, coda, which is he said. The last thing I asked him is what? How would you? I, I did what you did, Ryan. I I followed your leadership. I telescoped backwards and said, wait, where do you think the east coast is? And that's when Spencer told me he thinks it means the east coast of the Mississippi River. Uh-huh. And beyond. Yeah, that's where Texas this, is, yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of, you know, that's that's not. Which, first of all, yeah, for, that there, was There the are several fundamental mistakes here. Portugal, your East Coast. Uh, you know. So is it I'll just anything, at, anything Atlantic Ocean? Because. I, I just, you know, cut it in half. It's, cut cut it's, the country in half. It's a coast. Right. So there's not it. two words for this. Which, it just means the one thing. Which beach are you going into if Spencer, you're in Indiana? Let me, let me ask the question again. What is a coast? It's what we're doing right now, frankly. In your heart. That's where it is. It's it's the Atlantic Ocean. I think it's valid. I mean, yeah, I just cut it up, you know. Wait, you, because Texas is on the Gulf? Yeah, oh, the, no. Gulf, the Gulf's in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, Gulf's in the Atlantic. It's an extension of that. Therefore, it's East Coast. Thank you, Jason. This is why your son didn't get into gifting. Texas has an SEC team. What's the E stand for? Uh, C. East. Hmm? Yeah. Euros, actually. Congratulations, for the world Missouri. market. Congratulations, Missouri. You're a beach vacation destination now. Now you're calling Greg Sankey and the official sausage of the SEC, Johnsonville Brats, wrong. I have made it a policy in my life to fear no man named Greg. The good news is, on a not that long of a timeline, Spencer will be right. Missouri okay, anyway. also touches the Atlantic Ocean via the Mississippi River. Moving on. If you're if you're astonished, anyway, thank you all for being with me on this journey and uh, on this recreation of the journey we were on last week. What I'm just saying is, if you think it's weird that Spencer is confused by a coin flip, buddy, just come on spring break <laughs> with us next year. Not yeah. enough parts. Like if you have you know simple variables, I can't do it. Okay, right. so I'm gonna put this thing in the air, and while it's in the air, why you're don't gonna... let Spencer call it? Let Jason call it. Okay, Jason, you ready? I'm gonna flip it on three. You're gonna call it, okay? Okay. One. Two, three. Tails. It is heads. So what's that mean, Holly? <laughs> I Wait, tails was going to be the piss division because you could pee very slightly into it. Okay. So we're so doing we're, the other one. Okay. So we're starting with uh, Ryan and Spencer's division. Yes! Victory! Oh, thank God. Um, Spencer, our teams are Army... Florida State, Georgia Tech, Michigan, Purdue, UCF. Where would you like to begin? Um, I would like to start. Let's do Michigan last. Cause, sure. Because I got a finisher for you there. Right. The Beatitudes tell us that the leaders and the best come last. Mm. <laughs> or third. I was going to say. <laughs> it is also not the Beat Ohio States. So. Or third. I, I it's thought... the Beatitudes, not the Beatitudes. <laughs> Uh, so I figure Sorry, I can. Mom. I figure I can knock off the team that I think is going to be our rock bottom here. Okay. Okay. Um, and if you can find it, if you if you have a prescription for a team that is lower than this, I'll be kind of surprised. You're gonna um, say Georgia Tech. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're the worst team and they're the worst team in our fancy yellow mustard division. Okay. That's not necessarily the fault of anyone there. Okay. Because for a long time, Georgia Tech, if you don't know, they ran the triple option. When you run the triple option in life, it's comparable to a number of things, right? It's comparable to, I'm going back to law school, y'all. It's comparable to, I'm going to use a belly putter. It's comparable to, you know what? Maybe it's time I admitted and just dropped the top and shaved my head. It's a compromise with life and circumstances. I wear a bathing suit all day. You know what? Swim shirts are fine. Swim shirts are a perfectly legitimate thing. It's for UV protection. I My family has a history of skin cancer. What's your family? White people. <laughs> we get skin cancer right on the tummy. Don't get it anywhere else. No, yeah. I actually did have like a, a freckle that I had to shave off my that had to be shaved off my stomach by a dermatologist last year. Has my stomach ever seen the sun? Nope, I'm a lady. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen. And the triple option is I, think I probably left the lights on too long, like in the kitchen or something. Gave me skin cancer. At one point, Georgia Tech admitted that they couldn't eat spicy food after five p.m. anymore, and they adopted the triple option under Paul Johnson. One other thing they gave up doing was recruiting in earnest. Because for a long time, Georgia Tech just kind of, you know, took whatever they could get in and, and you know, could 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 put on their pants right. Going out on the road, that's skin cancer for sure. You kidding me? Yeah, no. In Atlanta, one of the most heavily recruited college football talent hives in a hundred mile direction, any way you choose to go, um, they managed to rack up following recruiting rankings, all right? Uh, from 2015 to 2018 in order. 2015, a robust 41st, then 57th, 53rd, and 57th. To give you a little bit of context, these are some of the schools who are their neighbors in the recruiting rankings in that area. Because you might say, well, they're 130 teams. That's not too bad, right? That's not, yeah, here's who they're, who's who, these are the neighbors, talent-wise, for what we're looking at here. Wake. Forest, Vanderbilt, Washington State, Northwestern, Duke, and <clears throat> Rutgers. Titans. Champions. Mm-hmm. Drivers of local industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, enter Jeff Collins. New coach. Gonna change the way they do ah, pretty much everything. That includes admitting that they're in Atlanta. In case you don't know, Jeff Collins has a hat that says 404 on it. I don't know if Paul Johnson actually knows that the area code here is 404 because he just walks up to a phone and dials seven numbers, just like they did in the 70s. And if the phone doesn't give him who he wants. five numbers, wasn't it? Hmm? Like five numbers. (laughs) Dial Klondike 538 (laughs) to reach Paul Johnson. That's actually what he named all of his kids. I'm just going to keep talking on this phone until I get Kilo who I 878, want. get your ass off that swing set. I'm going to holler. I don't need a phone. It's <laughs> the, the way we did it in Western Carolina. So, actual modern day recruiting and uh, football coming back to Atlanta. Collins is an excellent recruiter. He has recruited excellent recruiters to come help him recruit, like Brent Key, who uh, was a uh, one of the gentlemen who is now exiled from Tuscaloosa 
invited to see other opportunities along with everyone else in the Alabama staff and my favorite thing that happened this past off season. Um, recruited a lot of Georgia Tech guys. They're like a pretty committed, coherent group of people at this point. We'll see how long that lasts under the 2019 season because I count three wins, y'all. I think there's I don't I don't see much hope on offense. Uh, you're gonna have to learn to do everything differently with guys who can't compete with the talent they're facing. For instance, like uh, you know against Clemson, who who you have to play on the road. Uh, frankly, against Temple, who's going to give you everything you want and more. Um, and against your peers at Duke, because that's about where your talent level is at Duke. And you have to face them on the road, much less uh, same with UVA and a better team that you're going to have to face on the road in Miami. You do get three home games to end it, though. Congratulations. The last one is against Georgia. They're going to beat you by like 50 points. Just rack it. That's what's just book it. It's a character building opportunity, okay? If you're scientifically minded, which as a tech fan you might be, static collection. Just getting some stuff on film, y'all. They're recruiting well. Like they have a top 20 class at this point. They're probably going to come out even a little uh, higher next year just because uh, that's one thing this staff does real well. But uh, it's going to be ugly. I got one more fact. About Georgia Tech, um, which is this. Their defensive coordinator is Andrew Thacker. And he has a son. And he named that son Bear. Better than Jeff. Way better than Jeff. Yeah, no offense. I'm not saying this to point out, ah. At least it's Jeff with a G. What a laughable name. I'm pointing this out to say, man, I I missed an opportunity. So I'm done having kids. But Bear? Bear? Uh, that's that's making me that's making me have second thoughts. How Not good. done having bears. <laughs> that's true. Can I can I say something totally unsupported by any evidence and it's just a sure. wild stupid hunch? No, this is the shutdown full cast. Get that shit out of here, Ryan. I think the transition away from the triple option is not going to be that big a deal. I I think you're right. I think that, I think you're the talent gap. You're right about and ta- no talent talent gap is the biggest issue. They don't have they have a running quarterback and a kind of passing quarterback. And to quote a cliche, which is completely true, that means you don't have a quarterback. But but I don't think the tri- I don't think a bit leaving the triple option is going to end up being that big of a deal. And I think you might see as soon as like uh early November, you can sort of I think you will probably see some of it starting to come together and it not feel like, oh boy, that they just don't have any clue what they're doing. I think that is, I, I just have a hunch that it's not going to be that drastic or that, um, that dramatic, that part of it. I, I would hope that was true for some people, friends of mine. I don't, I don't. I think the talent gap is a bigger issue than anything, and they don't have anybody who's going to be able to really. Uh, first of all, by design, they're not going to try to do a whole lot because Collins is a defensive-minded coach first, and that's where most of this team's talent is. Second of all, they don't have a lot of pieces to do all of that. So, you know, like if I were going to say, "Hey, when do you want to watch them?" I'd watch them toward the end of the year where they get a nice home stretch. They probably sort of know what they're doing. The defense should be playing pretty well. Collins' defenses have always been good. And 
offensively, offensively, they'll have the humility they need to get through the games, right? Like, okay, boys, punting, every play ends with a kick. Every play ends with a kick, right? Like every every drive. And in Georgia Tech's case, this is going to be punter. I mean, the most the most enjoyable thing they can do year one and the most true to the spirit of Georgia Tech, which we talked about at the Atlanta live show, focus your entire efforts on beating Georgia. Do whatever you have to, you know, uh, install a fake offense that you run the rest of the year and then the actual offense that you've been practicing and that you are going to use against them, deploy that against Georgia. Say players are hurt who aren't, play players wildly out of position and all of a sudden, wait, you had him on the roster as the long snapper, but he's actually your your primary wideout? What the fuck? Like, I think you, that's what you should do. Recognize that this is a transition year, sandbag hard, try to fuck Georgia's year up. It's tradition. I think every Tech fan is on board with this. <laughs> oh, they yeah, they're, know, they're, they they're fine with this. They're like, admit it too. When, you say, when you say three wins, they're like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> about one of those. I do think you that I do think they're going to have some competition for the bottom of our division though. Um and I think a lot of it comes from Florida State. The school that right now, thank you to Matt Baker at the Tampa Bay Times for uh writing an article about this recently, is too broke to fire Willie Taggart if things don't go well this year. Willie Taggart has a $17 million buyout, roughly, if they fire him this year. Um, My immediate reaction to that is, man, Jimbo, why didn't you stay? You had a huge buyout that they definitely couldn't afford, and you could have just fucked around all day. You could have coached shirtless. Jimbo's great at that. You could (laughs) have... You could have skipped away games and just sent a cardboard cutout with an iPad crudely taped to it. You could have done whatever you want. Um, you know who else is great at fucking around all day? No, 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 don't do no, it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, never let me do no. anything fun. Relationships come in many different forms. Um, uh, Holly, I think what you're trying to say is that the offense for Florida State was fucking around all day because yeah, they were, sure they were garbage last year. The only Power Five teams worse than them in offensive S and P plus were Louisville, Michigan State, Kansas, Cal, and Rutgers. Florida That's State because he's fi- a terrible person. <laughs> Florida State won five games last year. Uh, of them, they barely beat Boston College by one point. They barely beat Louisville, and they needed a fourth quarter comeback to beat FCS Samford. Although Samford's a good FCS team. Uh, they only had one loss where they didn't basically get their ass kicked, and that was the Miami game because Miami is cursed to, no matter how good they are, no matter how bad Florida State is, always be in extreme peril of losing to Florida State. Will it be better this year? Probably, because last year was terrible. Last year was like... Last year was terrible. Bottom of the program barrel. Terrible. But will it be significantly better this year? Mm. I don't know. Here's 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 my actual answer. Yes, it will. And not for any good reason, but just because the way the karmic balance of the universe will work out is that Florida State's going to win nine games this year, puff out its chest, and FSU Twitter, long hibernating, long sleeping, will awaken with a terrible thirst 
for online conflict. So, so is that's... FSU Twitter America's chavs? Jesus. I've been watching a lot of Love Island. Profs not govs. Profs not govs. This is our this is our motto for 2019. Um, the other uh, the other team that I think no Spencer, really nothing. Right. I don't I don't I don't want to get into Florida State being Love Island after what you just said about Jimbo Fisher. What makes you think that I was implying anything about Jimbo Fisher? Were you not? Excuse me. Okay. The other team, Spencer, in our division that I think maybe, kind of surprisingly, could be at the bottom, uh, is Purdue. <clears throat> because even though Jeff Brom was a um, tasty coaching morsel in the carousel last offseason, did not end up leaving, but had opportunities to do so, um, they were just fine overall. They they obviously had big moments, down moments, all of that. Um and I just, I, I I don't, I'm not confident that, like, they're necessarily turning a corner. I think frisky, edge-of-bowl-eligible team still feels like the realistic place for them right now. Uh, the good news is that Jeff Brom has just, he's just seen so much shit in his life. Yeah, he had to overcome being named Jeff with a J. This is what Jeff Brom has done in his short life. He played for Howard Schnellenberger at the University of Louisville. He was a minor league baseball player. He was a rookie third stringer on um, that San Diego Chargers team that got absolutely fucking waxed in the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. He played in the XFL where, does anyone know what his chosen nickname would have been if his team had done custom nameplates on the back like he hate me? Bob Johnson. J-Bro. Wow. <laughs> Uh, he has coached for Ron Zook, for Robbie Pet- Bobby Petrino, and for Steve Cragthorpe. Robbie Petrino, of course, is uh, Bobby Petrino's British cousin. Um, yeah, he's just seen a lot. He's bro- broken like eight fingers on his throwing hand. Don't ask how that's possible. Just true. Um, and he has a what I would call a frisky but workable schedule to, uh, this year. Out of conference, Purdue plays Nevada, Vanderbilt, and TCU. Across the division, they play Penn State, Maryland, and Indiana. So, like, a improvement in the wins column is on the table. At the same time, like, could Purdue fuck around and lose to Vanderbilt? Yeah, yeah, they could. They're still figuring it out, and I think they're trending in the right direction. But I don't think they're like, oh, yeah, they're definitely the class of uh, the fancy yellow division at this point. I'm here to discuss uh, another team, which I believe is they are a class. You have to say they are a class team. Nice transition. <laughs> okay, as in, uh, but uh, but but also I will say not. If you have the greatest, God, I wish we transcribed this show. The greatest discrepancy between talent and output in the entirety of college football. Google has started transcribing podcasts. Don't do this one ever. And that would be that would be Army. A few reminders that Army won double digit games last year, which as a fan of obscure football, right? Most people are like, I don't know, when was the last time Army did that? Uh it's been a while. And in addition to that, they did so against some really good teams 
and almost beat Oklahoma in the funniest game for a couple of reasons. It was funny because it pretty much ended Mike Stoops' career when Army rolls into Norman and on pay-per-view television. That's for another reason you didn't see it. More on that in a moment. Had forty, like 45 minutes of total possession. I'm sorry, 44 minutes and 41 seconds. The only other team that Army managed to keep off the field that long was Eastern Michigan, who they actually kept off the field for 45 minutes and 42 seconds. The Oklahoma of Michigan. <laughs> Mike Stoops like, that's a good effort. That's fine. Think I'm about, trying. Think about how many minutes are in a day. 45 is not that many. You can stay on a bike that long. He actually could not stay on a bike that long. There's no way. If it's if it's stationary, he could. No, I think he like, okay, I have this niece. She's like six months old. And uh, her older sister is six years old. And she is like a seraphim. She's like the most, the most angelically beautiful child. My brother followed this up by producing this squalling, enormous, ginger howling chunk of a baby girl who at six months old has thighs so big around that she is too big for like her baby jump up and stuff. And they figured this out because she would just fling herself out of the swing in anger that her legs were being squeezed. Anyway, that's the image that I have in my head. I was just going to say that if Mike Stoops, Stoops. if Mike Stoops were on a bike and you wanted to really freak him out, all you would have to do was try to pass him. Because then he'd just fly off the bike because he doesn't Bike Stoops. Bike Stoops. Anyway, back to Army. Uh, They also make 91% of their fourth down conversions, go for it all the time. They're awesome. They run the triple option as slowly as anyone has ever run it. They are frustrating. They know. Like if the Ents ran a triple option. Yeah. They know they cannot stop you on defense. So they just try to, they blitz, they try to confuse they tried to pick the ball off, force a turnover, and otherwise it's going like 80 the other way. But that's fine. They have another 12-minute drive ready to uncork and savor. They play one team, by the way. You will eat game. all this bread. What yeah, Army that's... football. You will eat all this bread. Army football, the French dinner of football, right? <laughs> we are going to take four hours. There are 14 courses. And you will eat all this bread. In Europe, they eat the salad after the main course. <laughs> the going for it on fourth down is opening your fifth bottle of wine at the third course. <laughs> and I really cannot endorse it enough as a way to live. Yeah, you're, it, project, you're projecting straight up now. <laughs> I just, are, did you just get this newsletter, Ryan? <laughs> did you just receive this bulletin? Um, they play one team. Uh, that team, by the way, Michigan. On September 7th, if you want to see something kind of scary that will still end with Michigan winning the game, but will still also be just frightening enough for the Wolverines, watching them do what everyone does, stare at Army and go, I don't know how you're doing this. Just throwing rock, right? The Army bu- made Bill C. quit. Yeah. If you look at his preview of Army, he's like... Made his math quit. Yeah. Made his math quit. Jim Harbaugh's gonna fight a troop. <laughs> Hey, hey, listen, the truest respect of the troops is facing them in single combat. That's true. And then somehow finishing third in a two-man fight. 
Uh, they are. Love de- you, Michigan. They are delightful. If you're gonna, I, I really don't see any way that they're not gonna win nine or ten games because they are again better than everyone they face on the schedule. They don't really lose that much. They get their quarterback. They do have to replace a productive fullback, but the, his replacement is a is a thick boy named Slomko. So is, I'm just is that his first name or his last name? That doesn't matter. That's his full name. That's his entire name. Yeah, right? that's his entire name. I just I was like I could write down his whole name, but then I'm like Slomko. That's a very that's a very we need to add more X Men. Welcome to Slomcom. <laughs> this is Slomcom. Anything is possible. <laughs> what is his power? He can hang drywall super fast. He can run straight forward. He's like uh it's like he's son of Juggernaut. <laughs> yeah. So they have two Slomko, not pivot. <laughs> They have two great games, by the way. One, it's great for the viewer. That would be they play Tulane on October 5th. Uh, that's just option football in all directions. Uh, different varieties, uh, different executions, and uh, the coolest logo on the other side of the football in college football. So um, that's your like connoisseur's pick. And then there's Army's pick. The best game for Army is going to be on December 1st, where they travel to Hawaii. Because, you know. Why not? You're in West Point, New York on December 1st. Nope. We're in Hawaii. So like nine or 10 wins, extremely fun team. Uh, I cannot endorse watching them enough, especially because on one of those 15 minute drives, you'll start to wonder, did I miss something? Have I ever done anything but watch this drive? David Byrne, the football team. Yeah, it's it's it, it can't. It can at times kind of get a little Terrence Malick. You're like, oh, the tree of life offense. Terrence Malick is a sometimes food. So a little <laughs> Terrence Malick is probably just about as much as we're prepared to handle. I watch, I watch the fullback die for days. Hey, you and can't days. spell why Terrence Malick without army. Listen, if a sparrow lands on a branch over this stadium and starts staring straight into the camera and speaking in Spanish, I am fucking out of here. <laughs> that's, that's their quarterback, actually. Ah. Poetic Sparrow on Branch. Um, I think the last name I have is UCF. Uh, I will get the football part of this out of the way relatively quickly, and that is only to say... Unlike that UCF. Of all the teams we, I think, have previewed so far, UCF might have the most full cast-ass schedule yet. Here are some of the teams that they play. FAU... Stanford, Pitt, UConn, Houston, Tulane, and Luke Fickle's Cincinnati team. Jesus. Like, that's a very full cast fucking schedule. It is missing only, I would say, an Arizona State and... What's our Big Ten school that we would throw in this mix? Michigan? Iowa is actually the answer. Mm. Michigan. No, wait, wait, Wisconsin. Yes, yes. If they were playing Arizona State and Wisconsin, this would be maximum full cast scheduling, but it's not. Um, did you know UCF was started as a feeder school for NASA facilities, and it was originally called Florida Technological University in 1968 when it opened. And true to that mission, they do count three current or former astronauts amongst their alumni, but... I maintain this is not the actual legacy of UCF, the academic institution. Wait a second. They started as a feeder school for NASA and they only produced three astronauts? 
they've produced like a bunch of other support, like people who have run Mission Control and have like been in charge of various laboratories and things like that. I'm so just I, saying, Tennessee yeah. has two astronauts. Yeah, but Tennessee has Sun Sphere. It's not fair. Yeah, not fair. Okay, Sun Sphere, the planet that came to us. Um, here's what UCF is actually, what their true legacy is. They, amongst their alumni base, include the CEO of the Melting Pot, the former CEO <laughs> of Ruth's Chris, wow. the president of Red Lobster, the former senior vice president of the company that owns Olive Garden, Longhorn Steakhouse, and the Capitol Grill, and the founder slash CEO of Tijuana Flats. Oh, we're going to take you to another planet of value flavor. Wait, Tennessee actually has 10 astronauts. I did not know this. If you are an unimaginative dater, buddy, you owe your dinner options to the University of Central Florida. These are the restaurants that are there for you to celebrate weddings you're not that excited about, to go to after a funeral. They are with you through all walks of life. These are these are the foundation of eating near the mall. And it is all thanks to the academic prowess of UCF. And that's why I'm going to go ahead and predict UCF goes undefeated this year and Woo. finishes at the top of our division. And Woo. afterwards, we're all going to Olive Garden, baby. Woohoo! That's amazing. <laughs> Tennessee has eight astronauts that I didn't know about. Secret astronauts. Secret astronauts. <laughs> no, they, that's because they, they hitched in the back. No, listen, I knew about two because they're kind of Instagram famous, uh, like Chris Hadfield and Scott Kelly, right? I did not know that there were like eight additional astronauts that had passed through UTSI. Anyway, sorry, astronauts. Also, sorry that you have to watch Tennessee football in space. You don't. Or actually. anywhere. I think that's why they go that's to That's the space. best reason to become an astronaut, to get as physically far away from Neyland Stadium as humans can go. Yes. How many missions will take place in the fall? And can there be more? That's a great, that's actually a great motivation to go to space. And it's got to be like the, actually, you know what? The the aeronautical uh, engineering building on campus is probably, is probably just about as, as far away from from like Knoxville society as you can get. Yes, and hi, still be I, watched on Earth. Octo- I watched October Sky, and that also happens to be when we play Alabama. So you can see where I'm putting things together here. So Yeah. Hey, you're telling me we scheduled Louisiana Tech for an opener now? Yeah, no, I'll be on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we're not planning to I said I'll be on the moon. Why do Dad. you think they call it why do you think they call it moonshine? Come on. Woo! We got it in space, y'all. Listen, it's the Vol Navy. An astronaut means sailor amongst the stars. Listen, what is, and I'm not really kidding, what is Battlestar Galactica but a Navy show set in space? Why can't we work with rockets? We've been getting lit for years. Not your best. I'm, I'm going to workshop it. All right. Rocket top. Mike Gundy's, Mike Gundy's coming this year, so say we all. <sighs> did uh, So did you preview Michigan or no? Uh, Spencer asked well, Michigan. Well, in still. a manner of speaking. I did. I have to tell you that the oh, first boy. thing I want to mention about Michigan is Shea Patterson. I'm going to introduce you to the magic of two-factor verification. Wait, I thought we determined this was fake. Hey, God. It is. Hey. Okay. It okay. is. Okay. Because that's it's officially fake. Okay. Right? 
that he didn't tweet this. Shea Patterson never tweeted from a, uh, he didn't misfire a burner tweet in support of Shea Patterson, right? Which is a shame because that would have been fucking amazing. Which was also critical of Jim Harbaugh's play calling. Nope, fake, fake. But I'm just going to say for future reference, Shay, two-factor verification. Are you going to have to get a call from Google every time you want to do anything on your phone in addition to remembering a password because you're not going to use one of those like wallets or keychains to remember all of them? Yeah, probably. Are you telling Shay Patterson a Michigan man has to be multiple? <sighs> I am suggesting that uh, he work on his protection, mm. if you will. Something Michigan probably needs to bone up on a little overall because uh, after finishing third all those years, <laughs> there was that time they finished fourth <laughs> they did not finish third last year that's what i that's what i need to say what did they finish <clears throat> they finished fourth ah yeah it's also been 14 years since a big 10 title for michigan that's that's a real long time that's that's very very long especially for a program that's as successful and vaunted as the michigan wolverines they, they go on prestige, both athletic and academic. Is it too early in this year for me to renew my claim that Jim Harbaugh is just Lane Kiffin with a better filter and worse pants? Maybe. All right, then I won't. You know, like maybe. maybe We'll, we'll take this out in post. I would also. Oh, yeah, we take things out in post. Shh. We'll take this out in post. Speaking of taking things out on somebody, I remember, though, that the only kid who went to Michigan in my class was the kid who in history class would do the when they were like, oh, you need to do a report on, you know, like the 20th century. And they were the ones who uh, who, you know, like half sang, half rapped along to we didn't start the fire. No. So I will tell you, I have failed in my effort to preview Michigan because um there were too many verses to this song. Way what? too many. No, Spencer, no. No, no. This no gonna, this, Spencer. This is happening. Spe oh, it happened to me, so Jesus. it's going to happen to you. It's happening at us. Okay. It's going to happen to you, and you're just going to let it. Everyone's going everyone's oh. to let this happen. Okay. I'm just going to walk away from my computer, and I'm going to hope that... Ryan, run! Okay, I'll be back. Yeah. Because I know that, like, I know Jane Coaston did this, probably. It'll be funny. I'll put it to the lyrics. They give you a four count here, too, right? Lloyd Carr, Doris Day, your granddad like Doris Day, your granddad like I-Formation football. It was slow. I think it stopped on me automatically. <laughs> it did. It just stopped on me automatically. Is that it? No, that means I have oh, to start oh. over. Let's see. Hold on. I can pick it up. Oh, Elvis Gerbach, Brian Greasy, 10 wins and a bowl. I like that Billy Joel thought this song was so hyped that he could let this same like lame riff go again. Like, yeah, that's flames. Oh, I got to start singing again. Greg Ar Rich Rodriguez, Brett team still don't have a winning team. <laughs> Greg Robinson, defense shitting. Rich Rodriguez, goodbye. See, I'm too early. I think we go to the chorus now. Yeah, there's a chorus. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, my course is really good here, too. No. Boomers destroyed the planet. Oh, he's still going. This verse is sponsored by Honda ATVs. 
Hot dogs, Brady Hope. Headsets were a running joke. Devin Gardner screaming, punter, no one could block. Headsets never on, really bothered Victor's board. <laughs> that board's full of nerds, always mad at jocks. <laughs> like his meat, got to have a winning team. Denard Robinson, Denard Robinson, he was really good. That's not relevant, but I'm singing deal with it. Poker signs, Harbaugh signs, Big Feds rhymes with Sue as ATVs are of value. Recreational family fun with a practical purpose. Financing is so easy. Seven dollars a month for 300 years. O-line and running back, never found a quarterback. Lloyd Carr is a guy, loves a bridge on the river quiet. Has a take on Charles Gaulle. thought he was overrated. Urban Meyer homicide, 30-point loss to the Buckeyes. Gator Bowl game, what game? Who remembers? Who can say? It's third. Oh, where are we? That's good. I got lost. This is hot. Indeed, where are we? Y'all sings with Caroline. This is stealing Boston Valor. Urban Meyer just retired. There are no excuses. There is a tanning parlor <laughs> right across the street from your stadium. Go to the tanning parlor. They've got as many titles as Jim Harbaugh. That's it. That's as far as I could get. Do you know how many verses there are in this song? Oh, my God. There's so much more. There's like another two long verses. No, I mean, there's so many more pages in that Google Doc that I didn't know you had, or I would have thrown your computer into the street. No, there's like another two. Do you want to just like sing the rest of it a cappella as far as you got? No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Michigan's winning the Big Ten this year. That's all. Oh, wait, I saw the thing about Hemingway and Eichmann, and I'm like, oh, wait, that's a we didn't start the fire verse, but I thought it was something you had written about Michigan. <laughs> Hemingway and Eichmann, they played for the 42 Michigan Wolverines team. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ryan, it's not safe, but you can come back. The best part was that Jason and Ryan didn't know I was going to do that. The worst part is that I had warning and still didn't run. Yeah, Holly, you were complicit in that. I'm like that dude who hung out on Mount St. Helens and was like, I ain't leaving. and. True to form, he didn't leave. Hey, if you made it through that, Michigan's going to win the Big Ten this year. That's all. There you have it. So that's one. That's one. Uh, that's one kind of yellow division that's that has been previewed. Not the end of this episode, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Value. <laughs> Holly, how do we want to go through ours? Uh, Fast. Okay. Well, Iowa's in it, so I don't know if it's oh, going to be. Right. Is Spencer? <laughs> Hi, is Spencer. Hey, I'm back. Is Spencer done? Yeah, Spencer's uh, done. Okay, cool. God, in so many ways. Yeah, yeah no, cool. no, I'm totally done, Ryan. No! <laughs> still going! No! Keep it going, y'all! Holly, what if we go uh, just alphabetical order? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, that would lead us off with App State, uh, which was really good last year. 11-win team. Should have won at Penn State. Um and guess what? That That's going to continue. They're still going to be really good uh, despite a coaching change, bringing in the man most suited to coach this program, Elia Drinkwitz. Uh, they bring back almost everyone from that team. Um, and beyond just that, not only do they bring back 18 of 24 starters this year, if we're counting kickers and punters, 16 of those guys are sophomores or juniors, meaning they're already loaded for next year. Uh, they're so far, they're averaging 10 wins a year at the FBS level. And there's really every reason to believe you can add 10 more wins this year and 10 more next year, give or take. Uh, it's so like, yeah, FCS can translate to FBS just fine. This is the 
regular reminder for those Kansas State fans who were freaking the fuck out because they hired an FCS coach. Uh, it's actually football. It's 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 also football. Um, this year, the teams that goofed up by scheduling App State are UNC and South Carolina, which App State could be favored against UNC and South Carolina. Maybe that spreads like it's probably under a touchdown. So good job. Very good job. UNC, uh, both of you, I think, did this scheduling deal in 2017, 2018, right around there. When you had plenty of uh, plenty of advance warning that App State is actually good, and you know, not just a FCS dynasty and actual FBS thing. Not only did you schedule them at home, you're also going to Boone. Mm. UNC is going to Boone in 2022. Delicioso. Mac, Mac Brown's replacement, probably. You know, Mac will sort of right the ship a little bit, then sail along somewhere else, probably Texas. How is Mac Brown what? enjoying retirement? By the time Mac is back at Texas, uh, UNC, you got to go to Boone. There's, they really might be better than you, just straight up better than you at the time. Uh, that was really all I wanted to point out is that teams are just willingly scheduling App State like yeah, that. Stop a- doing that, except don't ever stop doing that. Has Has App State ever played North Dakota State? Is that a crossing the streams scenario? Ooh. I don't believe. You I don't cross a lot of streams to get to those places. That's true. Coasts. You're referring apps to run coasts. at the top of FCS was kind of over when NDSU was on the way up. Mm. Can we so get I'd... that? Can we get that scheduled? Can we harass both teams into scheduling? Oh, you think you're the biggest, baddest? Like, can we make that happen? Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. Cool. So yeah, that was all. App, uh, their Vegas over under is nine, and if I had to go one way or the other, I would go over. Because their schedule is just nothing. I mean, beyond UNC and South Carolina, it's you know, it's yeah. Remember, so, <clears throat> Alex Kirshner told us UNC is going to win, what, eight games this year? So. Uh, he said seven. I think if you want to push him to eight, he's not here to defend himself. So, yeah, Coward. he said nine. Sometimes he I said uh, UNC is going nine and three. Young AK, and then I listened to him for a whole episode, and now I think we should probably put him in a crate for a little bit. <laughs> Coward. Uh, he didn't let's even see. tell us about Ribfest. God damn it. Yeah, seriously. What, what did we hire you for? Next up is Cal. (laughs) The Cal Bears. uh, Here are a few stats. So we've talked about this a little bit, but the the depth of this uh, identity trend is just staggering and amazing. Here are Cal's defensive rankings in yards per play over the last one, two, three, four, five, six years. 119th, 107th, 102nd, 122nd, 80th, 9th. Someone hit a growth spurt. <laughs> or, you know, an earthquake. So my, 29, my, I got my medication right, y'all. So going from 2018, that sudden top 10 defense to 2019. Uh, will this trend stop? Will they fall back down? Let's put it like this. The whole oh. secondary returns. <laughs> it should be one of the like five best in the country. Uh, they return a couple really disruptive linebackers. One of the other guys was the number one Juco at his position. Um, and as basically as long as the line is okay, then this is a second straight top 20 defense at Cal, the place that for <laughs> years and years was one of the worst defenses in the country. Meanwhile, over on offense back as recently as 2015, they had a top 10 offense. Uh, <laughs> their last two offensive rankings, 103rd and 121st, they have completely flipped uh, to such a comprehensive degree 
that I mean, I think the old Cal brand, the like like the pew pew pew, all that shit. Uh, really good offense, really bad defense. This is more entrenched than that was. They only had one actually really good offense in that entire run. The 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 big secret is they were just shitty at football. There was one year <laughs> where they had one good unit, and it formed this like ah, Cal is very good at one thing and bad at ev- at everything else. No, actually, Cal is bad at everything. Now they actually have an identity, which is that they are good at defense, and everything else is just shitty Cal football. Uh, this offense that was 121st last year, it is now replacing basically its entire skill core. The one good thing for the offense is that one of the new offensive linemen, his name is Gentle, and that means he's <laughs> mean as shit, I'm Wait, assuming. Gentle or Gentile? Gentle. Okay. <laughs> gentle Gentile, that's his name. M-O-O-N, that spells cow football. Uh yeah, gentle gentle Williams is his name. So that dude That's is I, I would not fuck with that guy on any day. No, 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 no. no, no. no. That sounds like a craft bourbon. Also, his Twitter handle is Afroman64, and his hair it can back it up. That's a that's a great head of hair. Gentle Williams. Uh let's see. So Cal, uh, maybe make a bowl. It's going to be absolutely hideous. The uh, the Cheez It Bowl last year that was completely representative of modern Cal football. Um, <laughs> now for a completely different flavor of football from uh, all all defense, no offense. Let's go to Iowa. Oh God! All right, uh, Matt. I can't stop reading my notes in like that Billy Joel cadence, and I'm extremely upset. Um, <laughs> Right. Kirk Ferentz is now the granddaddy of them all. That's a phrase that uh, I just came up with to describe Iowa football. Uh, As he enters his 21st season uh, as Iowa's football coach, many of you may have heard, uh, Kirk Ferentz is signed through 2026 and will survive the heat death of the universe and, in fact, become richer afterwards. Uh, Let's see. What else do you need to know? Iowa is is super Iowa this year because they have to... I can't stop laughing. Listen, uh, stop me if you... (laughs) Hey, Iowa has to replace production at tight end, and their punter isn't very good. What? What is wrong with you, Iowa? (laughs) Katsooks! Although, counterpoint, he's back as a senior. Iowa punter redemption tour. You say it as a joke, but they live this. (laughs) Um, Okay, they got a... uh, What else? They got a returning senior quarterback, though. That's nice. Uh, Nate Stanley has thrown more touchdowns in two years than any other quarterback in school history. He's not even secretly good, He's which is normally the Iowa thing. He's just like the regular kind of good good. Um, Iowa has no returning receivers. I'm not even sure that even matters. Uh, since Iowa wins double-digit games every five or six years at this rate based on the Big Ten football Zodiac, uh, count on next year because 2015 still isn't far enough away from where we are right now. Deep breath. Iowa's road schedule. Iowa State, Michigan, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Nebraska. It's not weak, but it's also manageable. Do not at me. Uh, sadly, they do not play Ohio State, who, if you did not know, Iowa beat Ohio State 55-24 in 2017. What? Iowa beat Ohio State 55-24 to in a football game in 2017. 
I do think it's rude that you're ruling out an Iowa-Ohio State Big Ten championship game. Look, I'm just trying to get through this as fast as fucking possible before Spencer comes up with another. Like, I'm I'm concerned, basically, that Spencer has crossed the Billy Joel dateline and from far from being pursued by Billy Joel at every turn is now pursuing him. Like, he he's Woody, he's Woody Woodpecker. He's roadrunnered around the globe and is now approaching Billy Joel from behind. No, no, it's that wouldn't happen. It's not. <laughs> Stop. No, 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 no. He's behind me. No. Is this because of all that Michael Bolton I played last year? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anyway, the most Iowa line possible on their roster comes from Mark Morehouse of Cedar Rapids, the Gazette of Cedar Rapids. Bandwurt is a tough, no-nonsense, classic Iowa lineman from Iowa. His folks operate a trucking and hauling company in Audison. He doesn't know what a silver spoon looks like. He'll work. <laughs> that, that, I gotta be honest. You, you, I have questions about your eligibility at that point. I want to fucking frame this. He doesn't know what a silver spoon looks like. Can't identify metal. That means he's pretty stupid. Like, I don't own a Fabergé egg, nor have I held one, but I know what it looks like. I mean, yeah, I, a fucking spoon. Yeah, see, it's this the is, color this of silver. Actually, is this cause for concern if you are an Iowa lineman and you cannot identify either metal or a utensil? He has utensil blindness, and it proves he's gritty. <laughs> America's recent trend towards serving everything in bowls has been his greatest lifelong challenge <laughs> as he tries to scoop KFC into his hands using only his mashed potato-covered thumb. <laughs> I saw him eat a whole bowl of spaghetti with a spatula. <laughs> My parents are trucks. Both he's of at them. The, he's at the restaurant like, like, sir, there's something wrong with this spork. <laughs> Sir, this fork is all melted together. Um, anyway, thank you, Mark Morehouse of Cedar Rapids, the Gazette of Cedar Rapids. What do you win for coming in second place? Chrome. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Like that, that has nothing to do with anything. I'm just Witness like, me. He doesn't know what a silver spoon looks like. It'll work. Oh, God. Oh, God. Wright Thompson is seething. This man hates Bed Bath and Beyond. I mean, everybody hates Bed Bath and Beyond. And Morton Joe, watch me eat these cheese curds. <laughs> All right. God. I love I the part in the Matrix where there is no silver spoon. The war lumps. <laughs> war lumps. All right. Uh, anyway, Iowa looks like an eight and four regular season team with possible losses to Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State, and the obligatory mystery Ferentz loss mystery somewhere Ferentz in there. Mystery Ferentz. Mystery Ferentz loss somewhere in there. Don't act like it couldn't happen. This team lost a Northwestern and a pretty bad Wisconsin team last year. Lawrence of Arabia, Pope no. Paul Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know I've said this many times over the years. Now I actually hate our podcast. <laughs> God, I do too, man. I really do. Uh, that's all I have to say about Iowa. So the uh, the inexplicable Ference loss, you also get the inexplicable Ference win, mm. right? Yep, yep. Like yeah, the, that's fair. Yeah. It's I the, mean, okay, the, actually, you know what? Penn State, I'm calling it. There oh, you go. Boy. As long as, like, the, the record will get to something boring, but it'll do it in the weirdest way possible. Hey, mm-hmm. remember that year Iowa almost made the college football playoff? Yeah, they came, like, <laughs> one yard away. Yep. 
That's a thing that happened. They came one dude's arm away from uh from making the playoffs. They would have done great too. They would not have done worse than Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nope. Come on. That's that's the important. Well, I mean, maybe they would have scored. They they wouldn't have scored less. Right. Yeah. 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 True. Uh, next up, then they would have handed a they would have handed a trophy to an Iowa lineman. He would have gone. What is this? What the Object. fuck is this thing? Get the shit out of my sight. This, this better not be a spoon. We 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 eat soup with knives. We have so it's here. time for Missouri, um, which I think we are looking sort of at Barry Odom as this like, and when I say we, I don't really just mean our podcast as sort of this just like placeholder lump who he overmatched, you know, blah blah blah. I think you look at what he's done so far and you compare it to like the average Gary Pinkle year and I don't know, I think things are fine at Mizzou. Like Pinkle was very, very up or down and so far Odom has been steady at at least at a wins and losses level and I think this looks like another year of that. Um, And I think the actual on-field product could probably more reflect what he would like to have than the uh, fuck it going deep ethos of drew lock now you have kelly bryant coming in kelly bryant is like i think the epitome of a college style game manager you know he's going to be efficient he's going to run a little bit he just moves the chains you know and if you're a former linebacker as a head coach that you you might you might propose marriage to a quarterback who does this i think you know this could you know maybe this trickles down and helps out mizzou's defense a little bit um you know i think Looking at the schedule, this is a team that Vegas has them at six and a half. I, I, seven sounds fine. You could even push to eight wins. You have, you know, Wyoming. You're going to beat Wyoming. You might lose to Wyoming. That'd be hilarious. But you, you're probably going to beat Wyoming. You get a down team in week two that we will talk to, talk about in a few minutes. <laughs> your West schedule, uh, Arkansas is your eternal blood rival. And then you get Ole Miss quite arguably the two worst teams from the West. And one of your road games is Georgia, which you weren't going to win anyway. So you're two birds, one stone there. You have 11 games you could win. Um, If you were to do that, then Barry Odom would basically have the same win percentage so far at Mizzou as Gary Pinkle, despite NCAA sanctions and so forth. Barry Odom's doing fine. He he hired Derek Dooley and everything is still going fine. Here's the problem. Barry Odom needs to have a bad year and get fired in the middle of the year so that we can have interim Missouri head coach Brick Haley. That's it. Okay. That's the whole okay. argument. I want, I, want, hmm. I want Brick Haley, Haley. to become the full, hmm. the, the interim head coach and then hopefully do well enough that he's the full-time head coach. Brick Haley sounds like hmm. a name you would give a white girl you know, you're naming. You have to name a white That's baby girl. That's actually what I'm gonna call my chunk niece from now on. Brick, Brickley, 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 Brickley. Well, after I got done with Smith, my roommate and I, Brick Haley. Oh, listen, man, they live in Augusta. If they ever hear the word semiotics, it's gonna be like B R Y K K A L E apostrophe I apostrophe. So I'm starting a gift shop. But it also sells horse tack. Y'all, my sister-in-law's from Franklin. We're lucky her name's not Kaylee with three E's. 
the extra e, the <laughs> extra the e is for excellence. For some reason, yeah, I'm gonna have to change my name because of Brexit. The extra e is for the Book of Esther. Yeah, I know of a child real. named Deuter after Deuteronomy, by the way. No. Yep. Not Ron. I assume everybody <laughs> named Ron is named after Deuteronomy. Oh my god. Hey, Deuter. <laughs> I thought I was. I thought I was ahead of the pack, knowing two people whose Christian names are Tater and one whose name is Corn Dog. But as usual, Jason laughs. I I can't believe we did a whole Bible episode where you didn't bring that. Up. <laughs> Seriously, what? It's a bottomless reservoir, y'all. <laughs> the content will continue. <sighs> Jesus wept. Dater. 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 Hey, Dater. Okay, wait. So, can you guys help me plumb the depths of the weirdest Southern nickname I have ever heard? Sure. Uh, which is, and, and I'm now trying to figure out what biblical name it was short for. It's Beaster. Spell it, please. Like B E E S T E R. Beasteronomy. Beaster. <laughs> That's the Beaster Bunny. Beaster Sunday. <laughs> Beaster, get up, Monday. That's when that's when the Easter Bunny goes beast mode. Easter Sunday is when you do CrossFit instead of going to church. <laughs> yeah, I did Murphy and then I prayed. Did Murph? <laughs> that's how I pray. Amraps. You gotta drop. You gotta drop this bar three times. As many reverences as possible. I can't believe they don't do that when like the spring game is the Saturday before Easter. You know, mm-hmm. so you put out you put out the Twitter meme. It's uh, like, come on, come on out for Beaster Saturday. <laughs> listen, listen, don't be a hero, man. Even Jesus had a spotter. Man, is Good Friday? Is that really like Beaster Friday? Beaster. It's time to go back to space. Let's talk about the Toledo Rockets. Oh, fuck yeah! Pew! All right. Um, I, I volunteered for this one because I've been a I, I've been a, a long time Toledo Rockets fan. This isn't actually a joke. Um, they, <laughs> I'm sorry, Spencer's got his finger poised over that fucking Billy Joel video again. Could drop it anytime. I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna turn you upside down and shake I, I, you. I want to be very clear. If he does that again, I am stopping the episode. Thank you. Right, right now. Okay, like okay. I, it will cut off <laughs> okay. in the fucking middle, okay. and we will be done. <laughs> Okay. It burns um, on and on. I will I will break <laughs> Spencer, I will stop body. the call and I will hang I will. I know. Uh, God. <laughs> the nuclear option. I'm so sad and scared. Remember, it's not deterrence if the other person is insane. Oh, Jesus. All right. If you know if you know <laughs> the Kim Toledo Jong Il of the podcast. Oh my god. Kim Jong Trill. Um if you know Toledo, you probably know them as that place what produced Matt Campbell. Uh, can you guys name Toledo's head coach? No. Candle. What's his first name? Jason. Uh, Jason Candle. Wow. Mm. Okay, I didn't think I didn't think anybody was going to get that. Um, anyway, yeah, his name is the improbable Jason Candle, spelled like the thing that lights a rocket. That's very a character in the librarian. Yeah, uh, which you know only makes me love them more. I know. Uh, as as Ryan knows. Um, uh, Toledo's two years removed from a MAC title. Uh, they have a pair of running backs who I like because they look like, or they they sound like uh, characters out of the original Contra video game. Uh, Bryant Kobach and Shakif Seymour. 
Like, who's the loose cannon? Trick question. They're both loose cannons. Um, they're both underclassmen. They're really good running backs. Uh, their defense is shaky, but their schedule is okay. Toledo's schedule is is kind of wild. Uh, it, it's uh, it's manageable in terms of opponents, but they spend all of October at home, and the entire last month of their schedule is on the road. Which yikes, firm up. Uh, you can watch them early this season if you want to. They are Kentucky season and over, but I'm going to use the rest of my time to encourage you to go to a Toledo football game. Uh, I've been encouraging people to do this for the better part of a decade now. Uh, go to a game. Their stadium is a glass bowl, which implies vaping, which should draw way more people from Ohio than it does. Um, but Toledo shares a quality that you would see in, say, Greenville, North Carolina, going to an East Carolina game. Their fans are mean as shit Mm. in a really, really fun and festive way if you are not on the end of their meanitude. Yeah. Um, I would encourage you, if you you have a moment, to... I I think that they are probably uh, another year removed from kind of getting back into conference title contention, but it's the MAC, who knows? Um get get up to if you don't have a lot else going on get up to Toledo sometime in October and watch them play it is such it is just one of my favorite uh small school venues in the nation um and you know that this is true because otherwise why am I encouraging you to set foot in Ohio I love you you. also you also willingly went to a Rutgers game for work once so no that was for work and I learned my lesson too because I got locked in the stadium after with the Tennessee Florida game on the television. Yeah. I mean, lots of you know why Ralph Russo is bald, right? He wasn't bald going into that game. He was bald because he was locked in the stadium with me. That's the worst superhero origin story ever. <laughs> Sorry, Ralph. <laughs> I was exposed to massive amounts of Rutgers football, but somehow my body survived. Yeah. And now I'm bald. <laughs> Do you think it's do you think it's weird that me and everybody I worked with lost our jobs like three days after that? Game? No, I, I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> no, life's funny. Um, yeah, that's that's really all I have to say about Toledo. It's Toledo. We've been uh, podcasting for like seventy minutes now, so I'm going to try and wrap this up quickly. They got two really good running backs, and go to this game. They are a lot of fun to hang out with Toledo fans. So that's five teams in this division. Um, <clears throat> there's one more. Okay. All right. I'm going to bring it on home here. Oh. West Virginia. Uh, y'all, I've, uh, I'm sorry. I just... I've been through a lot. Okay? I've been through a lot. I grew up watching Tennessee football. And I always had my, my ancestral team... To fall back on, and then, and then they, <laughs> and then they let Rich Rodriguez uh, leave because they were dumb dumbs and didn't want to give him staff raises and didn't want to let local coaches into football games for free like they used to and didn't want to make facilities upgrades and then. I, I still think it's possible that I actually killed Bill Stewart with the hate that was in my heart, and I don't feel great about that. Um, and then, you know, one of my favorite coaches on the planet lands in my lands in my, uh, my beloved West Virginia football team, 
and then spirits away in the night to a place where I think that he'll both be a lot happier. Dana has done the opposite of going to live on a farm to chase squirrels. <laughs> he, he has gone to, he has gone oh, to live. Oh, he'll be chasing. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone to live with a very nice family in the big city. And I just, I can't talk about this team without going cold all over because y'all Butch Jones was in the mix to get this job. <laughs> and I, I have, Whenever I think about this team, I get the... Oh, God. I watched what Dan Enos going from Central Michigan to Arkansas did to Chris Driver, y'all. And he wasn't even the head coach at his second stop. If they had hired Butch Jones, I legit would have... (sighs) I would have gotten the number of every single explosives ordinance within 250 miles and given them your face and been like, be on the lookout. Oh, they'll never, they'll never see me coming. This is, this is a blade. No, this is a bladed weapon mission. And those are already all in my team. Listen, pretty soon, Butch is going to figure out his true calling. And that's Howie Long's butt double. Oh God. You know, like one time my mom, uh, my mother has been taking Tai Chi classes for, for many, many years now. And uh, at one point I, I came home for a visit and this was, I think earlier this year and she was on her way out the door to Tai Chi, and I was kind of joking. She just had a little tote bag, and I was like, hey, Mom, when do they give you one of those swords? You know, I've, I've seen the, the Tai Chi practitioners that use the big wooden swords. And she whirled, and with this look of perfect calm, she goes, my hands are my swords, and just walks out the door. Anyway, if Butch Jones had taken this job, she's I'd never, probably be She's in- never seen a sword in her life. Y'all, I'd be in jail. I would be in jail. Like, I, I would be under a jail somewhere. If this had happened, I, I, I just, I, I don't know what I, I feel like survivor's guilt and vertigo and how close we came. And also, he's still out there. He's still out there. He's, oh God. Oh God. And now Tennessee is coached by someone even worse. And anyway, uh, Neil yeah, Brown. I mean, to anyway. be clear, Holly, we make Urban Meyer jokes about USC, but Butch is getting that job. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's fine. Cause that's far away from me now. Yeah, yeah, that's far, far, far away from me now. Anyway, Neil Brown was sitting there, like, overdue for a good job, and now we see why. He was there to be my personal savior. Uh, He has a hell of a rebuilding job on the roster, but I would like for you to look at what I personally have been through emotionally. This is the point where my notes say, and I'm quoting here in all caps, girl, you need a good man, a man who goes to church. Um. I hope Neil Brown does not go to church too much. He is taking over for Dana. Uh, It's West Virginia. Recruiting's hard. Dana always had a lot of success pulling guys out of Florida. Uh, Neil Brown is, is they're, they're, they're air raid cousins. Uh, They're, they're kind of, he's kind of system adjacent to Dana. But um, if there's a bright, shiny spot on the horizon that I'm pointing the black pit where my heart should be towards, it's this. Look, this, uh, this is that this year is going to be probably a little rocky uh, for my my precious Mountaineers. Uh, that's fine. They've got a good coach. I hope he hangs around for a while. I hope the administration is smart enough to keep him around for a while because I think he, I think he could actually be a weirdly perfect fit. And I have no reason to expect good things out of football because I'm a Tennessee and West Virginia fan. But listen, do y'all want to know what's giving me hope? <laughs> Do y'all want to know the one thing that's giving me hope? Hmm. I don't care what happens. The disrespect of it just puts life in my veins. Hmm. They booked Texas for homecoming. 
Texas is the homecoming game. <laughs> Texas, I hope y'all have seen Carrie. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, should I got we end nothing. it? I, I don't know. Should we end it? Should we? No! no oh, no. shit. All right. All right. All right. Oh, oh, we should end it.